Jacopo, must pay sorry money to a woman it withdrew a grant from. That's according to the public protector, Tuli Madoncella. The UK ombudsman calls sorry money as it's money given to a person as consolation for mishaps caused and experienced. We're on the line to Tuli Madoncella this afternoon. Advocate, good afternoon. Thanks for joining us. Thank you for the opportunity. Well, first of all, could you explain your findings with regards to the NEF? Why are they being asked to pay sorry money to a woman? Because the finding is that they strung her along. She applied for a an NEF grant, which she didn't qualify for because she became a South African after 1994. So the definition in the in the act requires her to have naturalized after 1994 or a South African by birth. However, when she applied, they didn't check all of that. Uh, They gave her the grant, opened an account with her at a bank, and then she incurred a lot of credit, uh, a lot of expenses, or debts rather, because she thought she was going to have this grant. And then almost a year later, they then recalled it, um, the, the relationship and said, we've decided not to award you. They hadn't given her the money. They just um, opened the credit facility with her as co-signatories and gave her the letter of grant, which had conditions. Um, although they say the ID was one of the conditions, the conditions, I have reproduced them in the report, they don't mention that we still have to verify your ID. And in any event, the ID should be something that is verified on the same day that somebody applies for something. So the NEF had given Mrs. Miss N, who you referred to in the, uh, in the report, a final approval to invest 5 million rand in her business, which she did. Uh, and later, of course, that was withdrawn by the NEF. So what happens to the money now? Does the NEF CEO have to pay this money to her? No, she didn't pay the money to her. So it was an undertaking that we are going to fund you. However, it was a a suspensive condition because we had to still look at business viability and things like that, which is proper. The only thing we are saying, for them to arrive at the stage where they said we're giving you this money, they should have verified the simple test of do you qualify to be even considered before going to the merits of the case. She doesn't have to pay back the money. The reality is that she's the one who suffered because then she entered into dirt on the strength of having this capital mm. outlay from the NEF, which ended up being not available. It's been difficult for her to reverse things. She has lost her business. She was speaking about losing her home. We have now asked then the NEF to consider negotiating with her something that is referred to as sorry money. It's not a lot of money. It's really just something to to put a little bit of ointment on a wound without really operating it and fixing it. So how much money are we talking about? Well, it's not a lot of money, as I've indicated. In the UK, sorry, money could be anything between £250 and um, £1,000. 
There were actually four reports that you released today. Let's move on to the second one. It's a report into the investigation of a complaint against the SABS, the Bureau of Standards, uh, relating to the withdrawal of a permit for the manufacturing and the sale of motor vehicle number plates. Can you take us through that? Regulating justice is about a business person who had a a license or permit to manufacture and sell uh, motor vehicle number plates. The SABS based on my findings, bundled the process of um, withdrawing his license. And uh, in the process, his business died. The other thing, the SAPS failed to regulate the manufacturing by another company of proper boards and uh, proper uh, uh, number plates for cars. In, in his case, we have asked that the SABS should redress its maladministration by, one, getting him the, getting him to be re-registered, and secondly, giving him some capital outlay to restart his business. Again, it's not at the scale of what he lost. We're not dealing with delict here because he's lost millions. We're just saying uh, to restore him as close as possible to where he would have been but for the maladministration without necessarily putting him exactly where he should be. Your third report focused on the Shlifluium Falozi game reserve. There were recent reports there of at least five residents who were killed by wild animals belonging to the game reserve. You actually initiated an investigation into this allegation. What did you find? We found that there was maladministration by Omphalozi um, Game Reserve and, of course, then Ezenvelo, Guazulu Natal Ezenvelo, which regulates them. And that maladministration was uh, threefold. The first one was that they failed to secure that enclosure properly. The animals could escape because the fence is too old. The second thing is they failed to... Um, to redress or to compensate some of the loss of people. So some of the lives lost or property lost were not compensated because the policy of Velo was outdated. The third thing was the failure to adjudicate the complaint from the community after many, many years. But the beauty of that is that although it's a very sad story, people have lost hands, they've lost their um, lives and livestock, the current MEC, uh, who is responsible for Ezenvelo, received the complaint with an, an open mind and pretty much accepted the findings and the remedial action. Although he had his own ideas on specific amounts of money, like 170000 for this one, 50000 for this one, we're not happy with the amounts of money. But at least we can meet each other halfway, because with us we're saying there should be a proper assessment of the extent of the loss and proper compensation. The KwaZulu-Natal government has set aside 30 million rand to weed out wildlife attacks on the uh, communities in Olundi specifically. Is that enough? Well, the, the rangers had said about 50 million, but 30 million is good. When we started the investigation, we had been told that there's only 3 million available. So 30 million is probably going to go a long way towards 
restoring the sense and strengthening it. Let's get on to the final report, and, and this is with regards to the Bojanala District Municipality. You reported on an investigation into allegations of improper prejudice as a result of alleged improper conduct by those officials. Can you take us through that? The, that report was withdrawn because the complainant requested me this morning to withdraw it so that we can further discuss it. However, I issued another report titled Accountability. It is about FASA failing to implement findings of the Social Security Tribunal. And I have made a finding that it was improper for FASA not to implement the findings of the tribunal. Although its concerns were legitimate, it should have discussed them with the tribunal or taken the tribunal on review. Public Protector Advocate Tuli Madonsela, thank you very much for joining us this afternoon. Of course, uh, just some top stories coming out of that. The KwaZulu-Natal government setting aside 30 million rand to weed out.